welcome to the We Can Make Chat Show, the show where Noel Westers have a chat about how we're sorting out our housing. Uh, we're your hosts, I'm John and this is Michaela. And this episode is all about made by the local trade. And with us today to chat about this, we have two, two local builders. We have guest Aaron. Say hello, Aaron. Hello. And we have guest Jordan. Hello. Hello, Jordan. All right. And hiding at the back is artist Gabby Bran. Say hello, Gabby. Hello. Uh, yeah, and last but not least, we have our live audience. Say hello, audience. Hello. <laughs> and we're going to speak to our guests in a moment. But first, what do we mean when we say made by the local trade? So who, who, who builds new homes determines where the money goes. So, so when we get uh, large developers in to build our homes, the money washes through the, the, the local community and ends up being spent somewhere else. Uh, if we get in local people, then the money stays within the community and, and you know, it, it sticks and it can have a positive impact and it's spent within the community. Noel West is, is, is really, really rich in construction skills and, you know, skill, lo- local skills. If you drive around the estate, you'll see white vans popped everywhere. Now, what if we were to use those local skills and resources to make our new homes and new jobs so that all, all the money paid out to build those new homes would be kept within, you know, in our local community? So let's hear a bit more about our guests now and a bit about their trade. So, Aaron, do you want to tell us a bit about you and your home to start off with? Yeah, uh, I'm not actually from no. Uh, live in Stockwood at the minute. Used to live in Whitchurch. Um, we set up a business about six months ago, a little building company. And uh, we try and do local work and try and get involved, taking on local projects. And as John said, local tradesmen doing things, keeping the money in the area, you know. And Jordan, what about you? Uh, I'm Aaron's partner in the business. I used to live in Whitchurch. I've just moved further afield. I live in True Valley, but same as Aaron, really, just do local work and work in the local community. So how did you both get into the trade then, Aaron? How did you, how did you get into construction? Uh, my granddad was a builder, and uh, from a young age, I just sort of always said I would like to be into it. And then six weeks holiday, I used to go along with him and get a little wage, and I always enjoyed it. And he sort of pushed me into that direction, and that's when I met you at the park, and then... Uh, <laughs> Things went from there, really. And what about you, Jordan? How did you get into the construction uh, industry? My granddad's on the other side of the family. I didn't get the best grades in school, so uh, he took me on. And uh, I was working for him when I was about 15. When you're working, would you, you know, is there a difference between working, say, on your doorstep, next door neighbour somewhere in your street, or working within Bristol, you know, travelling across the city to go and work somewhere, or maybe even working in the, the, the big region? Obviously, it's a lot greater to be working local. You know, yeah. obviously for obvious things, not travelling so far, getting home a bit earlier. And yeah, yeah. When, uh, it's good to get a good name out there for yourself around the local area to get future work in that area as well, you know? Good point. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, obviously it's a lot better, but sometimes you've got to go further afield if you haven't got anything local yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose it just meant that if, the, if the work was available locally, you would prefer yeah, to work locally. Work locally time, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I know years ago, my, my, my father-in-law, he, he made a reputation locally and he, he used to always say he never ever paid for advertising. His, no. his best form of advertising yeah, was word yeah. of mouth. Cool. Well, now we've um, got to know you guys a bit better, I thought we should play a game. There we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this game is called Find That Number. And um, it's very similar to the game Pairs, where you lay all the cards down on the table face down and then you turn one over and you try and find one that matches. So all of our audience will each have the card that you have to find that matches. So you point, point to an audience member. You will first take a card from the pack um, and it has a sentence on it. And there'll be a gap in the sentence that is a number. So say blah, 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 blank. 
the rest of the sentence. And then you need to find the number. And someone might call out the number, and we'll let you know if that's the right uh, match. And if it's not, you need to, like the game pairs, remember who's called out that number, because that might be the number that goes with a sentence you have later. Um, so it's a little bit of guesswork and a little bit of luck. So we've got seven, seven, we've got seven quotes or seven facts. Mm -hmm. So it's the first of four. And, and, and is there a prize for winning? Yeah, they get a Bristol Beer Factory voucher. Right, so one of you are getting a Bristol Beer Factory voucher. It's only for a tenner. You get about half a bottle. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's ten pounds worth of Bristol Beer you're going to get. So do you want to start, Aaron? Do you want to take your first George, fact? You start. George, do you want to, Jordan, pick a fact. That one. More than half of all new homes are built by the country's Largest house builders. So, how many of the country's largest house builders build new homes? Do you want to pick an, an audience member? I'll go for you. So, what number have you got? 51. One. No, 51. Oh, 51. 51. So, do, you, do you think that's right, Jordan? There are more than half of the country's own built by 51 of the country's developed uh, builders. No. Do you think that's right or wrong? No, no, no. it's wrong. All right, so we're. To, Put that back so in the pack. Remember, Daisy's got one. Keep that in your head. That might come up again in a minute. So, Aaron, do you want to pick a fact? For every house is built, one house worth of waste is generated. So, for every X number of houses that are built, one house worth of waste is generated. So, do you want to pick an audience member and see if they've got the number that corresponds to that? Four. Charlie. So, Charlie's saying four. for every four houses built, one house worth of waste is generated. Do you think that's a true fact? Yeah, I do, yeah. You do? Yeah, well, actually, yeah, you're right. right. Yeah. So, Aaron wins a point. Aaron's getting a little bit closer to about half a pint of beer. <laughs> I I taste it already. <laughs> just, just see, we can keep that one. And just like the game pairs, when you get it right, you get another go. So you get to go again. <laughs> According to the Office for National Statistics, architects earn an average of per year. So you need to pick an audience uh, member. One billion. <laughs> you need to think about this one, Aaron, all right? So, according to the Office for National Statistics, architects earn an average of £1 billion per year. I wish Craig was here, because he'd be able to verify this for you. <laughs> Craig's the architect who designed the, the, the timelines, by the way. You say that's false. You say that's false. Yeah, you're right, it's wrong. <laughs> so, that goes to the bottom of the pack. I thought I was in the wrong job then. <laughs> and uh, keep your original, and now we'll give Remember, pass back to Jordan. £1 billion. Plumbing is the most lucrative technical trade with an average earnings of a year. Remember that one billion, all right? <laughs> so I'll go for Dom, is it? Um, well, I've got to eight. That's eight pounds. We'll take it, Dom. Eight pounds a year. <laughs> so plumbing is the most lucrative technical trade with an average earnings of eight pounds per year, which is about right, I would say, for plumbers, to be honest. <laughs> it's what they should get, but no, it's, it's false. It's false. It's only water runs down all your way, aren't you? Well, yeah, yeah. Right, back to you, back to you, Aaron. To pick again. Domination of the housing construction market is generating huge profits for commercial house builders. Last year, Persimmon made in profit. So Persimmon's made X amount of pound in profit. I remember where those numbers were. So domination of the housing construction market is generating huge profits for commercial house builders. Last year, Persimmon's made X amount in profit. What one would it be? Free. Free. So they made three pound in profit. <laughs> so would you reckon that? Right? It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know the answers and I'm struggling. So. I'm going to say incorrect. Incorrect. All right. So back to the bottom of the pile. Do you remember that free? Yeah. Only 
20% of young people aged between 18 and 24 have searched for a job in the construction industry. I'll go for Dom. Eight. Eight percent. No, it's... Oh, I was going to say what it was. No, yeah. but we've got to save that for later. That, yeah, I can see where you made that comparison there, Jordan. I would have probably said the same. I would say that. Low people, yeah. Yeah, probably there. But it's not. It's not. There's a, there's a different number, so... Aaron, back to you. According to Housing Charity Shelter, percent of new home owners have experienced major problems with their properties. So you, you, you could go back to when yeah. you've already had mine. I mean, think about the numbers. So there's a percentage we're looking for, yeah. a percentage of houses that are built with problems, basically. Uh, I'm going to go for a new other thing. Um, 48,675. <laughs> percent. <laughs> percent. <laughs> False. <laughs> back in the file, next one. Yeah. It's like in the game Pairs. I don't know if you remember. It takes ages go to get going, but as soon as you get on a roll, you're like, yes, I know. Try and remember where are. those numbers are, because yeah. I know, I'm the same. <laughs> I'm trying to look, but. Domination of the house and construction market is generating huge profits for commercial house builders. Last year, Persimmons made in profit. I want to say that lady there, one billion. Yeah, you're right. You got that one right, Ryan. Aaron? So, Aaron's making her last mid mad dash for the finishing line. So you get another go? More than half of all new homes are built by the country's largest house builders. You have number three. Okay, so what have you got? I've got three. Three. It's, that is quite close, but it's not the right answer, I'm oh. afraid. <laughs> According to the Office for National Statistics, architects earn an average of per year. Ah. Oh. I can't remember what everyone asked. <laughs> uh, go for you. Got 38,228. So that's an architect's average wage, 38,000? I'd say, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well done. <laughs> that's an interesting, remember that, 38,000 architect. That's interesting, because you'll find that quite interesting in a minute when we find out another fact. Plumbing is the most active technical trade with an average earning of per year. X amount. So what does the plumber earn? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're talking about plumbing. 48,000. Just more in Yeah, just remember an architecture is 38,000. Yeah, I'd say that was too much. You think that's too much? Okay. It's true. It's true. Give it to Jordan. Jordan got it right. Can we do that? Because Jordan's answered Aaron's answer, yeah? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Was cheating because he actually picked the he number. Picked the right one, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to use my authority yeah. for once. You always, get, you always get cheaters, <laughs> don't you? You always get cheaters. I'll tell you, you look more. <laughs> yeah. That's quite an interesting I'm just fact. Following the rules of the game. Who's go with it? Mine or his? You, 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 so you pick the right pair, so you get another go. It doesn't matter whether you knew oh. whether it was right or well, not. I'll pick another one. Well, we've got three there. Yeah. Jordan's on if you one. get this one right, you've won. You've got the half point of fear. Right, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> Only certain touch percent of young people aged between 18 and 24 have searched for a job in a construction industry. Three? Yeah, that's right. That's the right one, yeah. Right. Well done, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll well, do that later. So what did we have left then that didn't get picked? So 
It was more than half of all new homes are built by the country's something largest house builders. Yeah, so that one's eight. So more than half of all new homes are built by the country's eight largest house builders. And you got a little bit of information Yeah, an an extra fact on that is is that 25% of those eight, 25% of the houses are built by the top three, um, which are Persimmons, top four, sorry, Persimmons, Barrett's, Taylor Woodrow and Wimpers. Right. So they build over 25% of the houses in the country. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. And then our last number was 51. So it was according to Housing Charity Shelter, 51% of new homeowners have experienced major problems with their properties. Yeah. So you were saying a bit about that earlier, weren't you? I mean, there's another surprising figure. I mean, it's, it's quite well known on, on new housing estates to have what they call a snagging officer or a snagging list. And I wouldn't say there's, there's not one house that isn't built which doesn't have at least 20 snags on it. It's, it's quite interesting because there's always you're always going to find things wrong. There was something the other day on TV, and they were saying that these people that have bought these houses, brand the Persimmons new. program. Yeah, yeah. They're worried about are they going to get the money they paid for them when yeah. they sell them on with future problems, you know. So we're going back to saying that the the, the large developers are building purely for profit. Yeah. The you know the the, the tolerances on quality. Yeah, I are, think price quite low. Best yeah, quite a lot. You know, people rush in. That's the problem. They normally get the the blame falls at the tradesman's feet. Yeah. When normally they're they're having to do That's it. That's right. Yeah. Because of because of price. Um, you know, you work on some sites, the, price, the, the profit margins are so tight that, they have to, that you, you, know, you yeah. do have to cut corners. And as soon as you start cutting corners, the, the quality starts to exactly, yeah. deteriorate. I don't think I'd buy a new build. No, I don't think I would. No, yeah. I, I would sooner buy an older building Same. and put it right. Yeah. But we've been looking at alternatives to the large developer. Yeah, we have. So, you know, it's not all about the large developer coming in, making loads of profit and clearing off again. So we have been looking at alternatives. Yeah, and we're going to go through them first just to explain them. There's four of them. And then afterwards, we're going to have a little chat about them and we will remind you a bit about them afterwards. But, John, do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, the first alternative we looked at, I looked at an organisation called U-Build. And uh, they're, they're a, a, pre, a prefabricated builder. So they, a lot of their stuff is made off-site. Uh, it comes to site flat pack. Uh, they, they can make it in a pop-up factory or a, what they call a flying factory, so it can be made locally, so there's a, lo- a lower carbon footprint. You know, It can be made with local materials. And basically, they make a system where you buy it, you, you buy it online, they deliver it to your flat pack, and, and almost anybody could construct it. I mean, they've had a U-Build, U-build uh, projects that have been built by groups of, you know, say, nurses or teachers. Any, any type of, you know, anybody can get together and build a U-Build project. It's quite a very simple system to work with. A lot quicker, with. too. Well, yeah, because yeah. it, all the work is done <coughs> off-site. When you come to put it together on-site, you, it's almost like building a piece of furniture. The, the instructions are there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the instructions are there, you just bang it together. So the impact on the neighbourhood, the impact on the local people is quite small because you haven't got construction traffic calling in and out and all that goes with it. So what have you been looking at, Malena Makeda? Well, I've been looking at something a bit more bespoke and it's, um, I thought it was quite a good example, actually. So a company <clears throat> called Rural Studio in the USA did something that I thought was quite cool because it was like looking at how you can be unique, right. how you can use like what's already local and get like a bit more of a local feel. Um, and then how that can also help boost the local economy. At least I think that's what they were yeah, thinking. Yeah. That's what it sounded like to me. And um, the one in particular that stood out was they built a chapel, um, uh, but it was made out of what... They were looking for what was made in the area. And there was a company that made car windscreens, right. which seems... I wasn't expecting to hear that. And they built the chapel out of the car windscreens, which at first I thought that sounded a bit weird, but then I was trying to imagine, like, this big glass kind of beautiful structure 
Um, and then I thought, yeah, you could see how that would be yeah. unique. And it's a really different creative thinking. I mean, I'm not sure how they made it. They must have had a really clever design. Yeah, and it reminded yeah. me of, like, in Bath, all the Bath stones. So you're, like, used to, you know, like, the feel of yeah. what a Bath building looks like because they've used the Bath stone. It's something that we've been doing for a long time then. You're going back, going back a couple of hundred years when yeah. a lot of the local industry, you know, the, 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 the bricks came from a local quarry, the roof tiles came from a local quarry. Like you say, the stone came, the stone was local. <laughs> Everything was local because we never had the transport infrastructure yeah. that we've got now. Nowadays, we're shipping stuff all across the world, aren't we? Um, another system I looked at was the, uh, the Preston model, which was Preston Council. Um, basically, they, they were looking at the way they were handing out contracts. They were handing out huge contracts. Um, and with those huge contracts, for every £20 they were spending, only a pound of it was staying in the local community. And they had to f figure out a way to, to, to keep more money locally. So what Preston Council decided to do, they broke down their contracts into much smaller smaller contracts so that local people could, could tender for them. Trouble with the large contracts, you had to have a massive company to, or a huge company to tender for it. So Preston Council decided that they would no longer give out huge contracts. They keep the contracts small, so smaller companies like you know, building firms like yourselves could, could tender for them, which I think is a fantastic idea, keeping local money local. And, and the last one I saw, I thought it was, I wasn't sure about including this one, but I did really like it, but I was finding it hard to explain. <laughs> so um, the method is called like, organization workshop and they did it in Hastings and in Luton but the idea kind of originally came from Brazil and basically it's all about how people can self-organize to develop um, so in the examples I was looking at there was like 12 weeks where you had unemployed people and some people who were underemployed so instead of say like going on job seekers you could actually opt into this um, project um, and then you collectively would be like have the space and be given the resources and like what needed to be done but kind of you would self-organize and work out how you would spend it how you would make that happen and it sounded like a little bit scary but also like really empowering yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and in one of them, they like they found that 44% of people at the end of it actually went into employment. A lot of that around kind of enterprise, Based on the new business. skills they've learned and stuff. Yeah. So they took their new skills and, and, and they were able to move forward with it. Yeah, we were saying we could do that on Fieldwood Broadway. <coughs> yeah, so if to believe the Bristol City Council listen, if you want to just give us the money for Fieldwood Broadway, we can do an organisation <laughs> workshop on Fieldwood Broadway. I'm sure it'll only take five million. There won't be, there won't be much more than that, to be honest. We'll deal with that. Yeah, yeah, we've got the builders ready to go. Um, but I suppose there's just four interesting alternatives, isn't it? But yeah. we have we have got to find one, haven't we? Well, I suppose we can have more than one, but we are going to look at see what everyone's favourites are. We're going to play a game um, to find out what's best for Norwest, and it's called Snog, Marry or Avoid. So hopefully everybody knows the pretense. If you know you, you're interested in something, you like the look of it, not too sure, maybe you want to know a little bit more. You're going to give it a snog. So. Some of you are 100% behind, you really back it, you think, yeah, this is for me, I'm going to go for this, and you're going to marry it. And if it's, you know, something you really don't like the look of, you don't like the sound of it, you're going to avoid it. Who's going first? <laughs> <laughs> well, so if you want to, we'll go through and then, like, just remind you of each option, and then we'll find out what everyone wants to do. So we start off asking, asking that yeah. the, the two guests for So mine was the, the U-Build system, you know, it's all prefabricated off-site, very, very easy system to build. Almost anybody could, could pick, up, pick up the kit and build it. Um, it's got the, the, the you know you've got a, uh, what they call a pop-up factory locally, so you keep the carbon footprint low. Is this a snog marry of all? What do you reckon, Aaron? I'd snog that. You snog that. Yeah. You're interested in that then? I like that a lot. I think we can see a pattern occurring now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know you're willing to. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of could time. It, could it be a marriage later on? You know? yeah. <laughs> so what do you like about that one then? Uh, pretty much as John said, you know, it keeps the locals happy. Um, transport is less of an issue, and 
once it's there, you know, it's even noise effective, really, you know. Yeah, no cutting yeah. and, yeah, just keeping everyone happy in general. And, yeah, what about yourself? I agree with you. Yeah. I'd snog. You'd snog it as well? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I'd, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I personally think that was the best one, actually. Yeah. yeah. So it's quite similar to what, what, what we are now. What yeah. we are in the townhouse is, is one of those systems where it's built off-site. You know, you, you get it. You just put the kit together on-site. So it's, it's quite low impact, so we say. So what about the... Uh, Oh yeah, so the second one, which um, oh no, wait, we're going to ask the audience what yeah, they thought. Sorry. So, the did, so just you can shout it out or put your hand up, whatever you want. Would you snog, marry, you or avoid the U build? Snog. snog. Yeah, snog. Oh, you marry it. You marry it. Yeah. <laughs> There's always one in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to snog it first. You snog it, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. Oh, we test the merchandise. Yeah, I think I think I snog with terms and conditions. Who's going to be? Owning that, yeah. Person that's going to be owning that will have a lot of pride in what they've done. They've been yeah. involved in it. They're going to look after it more. Um, it's not going to be a case of well, somebody else did yeah. it, so I'm not interested. Good point. Good point. Actually, and on top of that, Charlie, when it comes to maintaining it, yeah. they won't have to get anybody else in, will they? Because they, they know how to, they know the ins and outs of it. They know how the building works. Yeah. They know the mechanics of it. Is that your So the next one is the rural studio ones. That's the one where you um, look for um, what is kind of made a lot in the area, and then you build an, something unique based on that. Yeah, I think avoid to be honest, because I think something like that will cause, could, or could cause a lot of um, problems with people who aren't actually hands-on in trade and stuff and you're trying to find local stuff like it's all right getting a lot of cars or windows or anything but then you got to somehow it's going to use a lot of co2 or something to break it down into what you <coughs> need it in for uh, fair point yeah so so you're, what you're saying is it might, it might not have a, a positive effect on the environment because of, and, and the community yeah. because only certain people will be able to build something out of car windows and stuff yeah because, yeah or out of certain materials because they haven't got the, tr uh, the trade of the experience where obviously whatever when you've done it's like putting Lego together yeah. so if you can't do it then like so what problem. you're saying Jordan, that might need a more specific yeah. skills base for that yeah, one so it, you, specific trade yeah, come in yeah I understand that I'd avoid as well unless they could supply part of a package yeah. of teaching you how to do it you know yeah, yeah. But, but what if the local materials were bricks or what if the local materials were roof tiles would it, you know yeah that would be alright it, it depends on what local to, material is yeah it depends on what local yeah so so snog, marry, or avoid? See how it goes. Um, <laughs> a short date. One of the three. Yeah. Snog. Snog? Snog if his materials were used to use it. Yeah, okay. you'd have to know the details first. There in terms of fridges and beds and <laughs> so stick materials that people can't afford to take the tip or haven't got a car to take the tip, where the council may be able to step in and take some of this stuff away that's resourceable yeah, yeah. and maybe play that back into... Sorry about that. <laughs> Saved by the bell. Ask them if they'd snog Mario or avoid it. Tell my mum I'll get you back to you shortly. Bye bye. You could have asked Tony what he thought. Oh, can I get the water while we run? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically, what I'm saying is a lot of stuff that people can't get rid of. Yeah. Give it a second view, see if it's uh, recyclable or yeah, reusable, yeah. And, and work on that area. And then it's a lesser amount of stuff to get. Try and feed it back area. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we are we we do tend to it's get rid of these too quickly nowadays, don't we? Yeah. But but I wouldn't want a house built out of mattresses, to be fair. <laughs> Cushy number. 
probably the other problem you've got, yeah. though, is there's so much legislation governing everything that's built, you're going to have problems. Yeah. It's not standard materials. You're going to have problems insuring, yeah. for one. So it's going to end up costing you more in the long run. So it could, it could be a false economy then, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. It's a good point. I mean, you know, it, it will bring about a whole new set of building regs because the building regs today are built for the materials we're using, you know. So are you a snog, marry, avoid then, Charlie? I will avoid it. Avoid. What about the rest of the audience? Snog, marry or avoid? Avoid. 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 I, so, I always love it. I get so surprised by how different I think some people are going to react. It's really interesting. Yeah, maybe uh, a small kiss. I think, again, like, it really depends what the materials yeah. are. And, yeah, you're right with, you know, our building regulations are, like, so um, tied into what, you know, we've been doing for, you know, the last century yeah. that they've got a way... They're sort of lagging behind where we are now because we're already putting reuse materials into buildings. Definitely. And yeah, I'm, I'm all yeah, it's stuff um, and recycling stuff. But when it comes to buildings where you've got the responsibility, if you like, for people's, people's lives, people that live in there, suddenly something catches fire. Yeah. It's not passed fire tests or anything else, um, not just in the way it's been made, but the way it's constructed, yeah. um, you're going to run into huge problems. Long so way off, yeah. Long it needs off. to be looked at properly and tests need to be done. And Once the R&D's been done, if it works... Yeah, like you said, that one was a, a chapel, right? Yeah. So there are opportunities to use it for non-domestic yeah. buildings if you wanted to have a shed and build that out of... You know, well, uh, yeah, exactly, things yeah. you find around the local area, then that's more of a possibility. Well, mainly an avoid, I would say, or a, a possible curious kiss, shall we say. It's <laughs> just flirt. Yeah. Flirt, a little yeah. flirt. We need to know more about it, don't we? And we need to know to yeah, lick it on the cheek, Charlie said. So what, what we got next then, Charlie? So the next one I've got is the Preston model. So basically, it's, it's, we're only going to give out small contracts or we're going, to, we're, going to get, we're going to break our contracts down to much smaller bite-sized pieces to enable more local firms to tender for them. So, I mean, do I'd you want marry that. You'd marry that, yeah. Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. you'd give me a real shock, man, if you'd avoid. <laughs> no, it helps the community out and it helps the local, well, local community. Yeah. And obviously. And that is one thing that we're all there for, aren't we? Yeah. 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 So, I suppose we're all backing that in one way, aren't we? And it, it still helps, like, people who aren't in the trades, right? Because it'll open up more opportunities for apprenticeships, for local jobs. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And the audience? <laughs> so we've got our final one then, Kayla. Yeah, so the final one was the one in Hastings and Luton where it basically um, allowed people to self-organise given the resources and kind of, yeah, skill up and grow and go on to employment. So it was called the organisation workshop method. Yeah, I'd snog and maybe put a ring on it because... <laughs> Market, <laughs> yeah, because it's good if they if they can uh, supply tradesmen or local trades to help them do it. Mm. And like you said, especially I know in Bristol there's a lot of unemployment, and but all over England, if you're helping people get a better CV to get back into work, then obviously it's great all round. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. obviously it gives the local tradesmen their trade then and their job, and they're helping out give unemployed or less privileged people. A home and they can yeah. step up and get a job after so you're passing on your knowledge to somebody who's yeah. got no knowledge yeah. so you're sharing you're sharing aren't you exactly. and you're sharing it in your community as well so it's going to come back and reward you isn't it it's going to give you something back aaron i'd marry it for the same reasons yeah. i think really got a lot to input on that <laughs> I, think I think it's covered. a great scheme I mean, it's... and the audience 
Legislation in place, training somebody up, letting them loose on the world, if you like, um, and who would sort of provide that qualification to keep them on that, well, with, on that with, path. With the training sort of stuff, obviously, uh, as tradesmen, we've all got our insurance and employer's insurance and stuff, so we're able to train people in our trades. So, uh, and yeah, as long as they're under supervision of the, whoever is training them at all times and they get assessed on a regular basis, it should be fine. It's a bit, it's a bit like an apprenticeship. Yeah, a bit like an apprenticeship, yeah. Mm. But not a lot of apprenticeships, I know in Bristol, they do not give you an apprenticeship if you're under 20, if you're over 21, 22. I'm not really sure what was the winner there, though, because I'm supposed to say what was the winner, and I remember the U-Build one being quite popular, and the Preston one, which is the small contracts, and the, like, final one. Yeah, so then who's the, the loser, really? So yeah, maybe it's just like you get one loser in that in that other card game that I won't name, but you just get one loser. So the the loser was Real Studio, um, which I was really surprised by. But actually, you've all given me really valid reasons. Yeah. So we we will go back in a minute to hear more from the other members of the audience if you want something to share. But I think um, before we wrap up, it'd be really cool to know if you guys, our guests, have anything that's kind of stuck with you, what you found interesting, what shocked you, what you loved, about what you've heard today? <laughs> there's been, well, there's a lot of different good ideas out there. Yeah. Like, Dom said, a few of them do need a bit more processing and a bit more time to develop. Yeah. But a lot of them have got potential, potential yeah, to obviously be great for community, help with jobs, help the local tradesman, yeah, and that's what obviously everyone wants to, to do because we were working on a job in Bath, and uh, I think we were the most local tradesmen on there, Crikey. and they had 150 people there, yeah, and you had like tradesmen Liverpool, Wales, uh, it's UK, funny, and, uh, yeah, Scotland, and we were it was about 10 of the 10 of the brickies were Bristol, Bath, everyone else was it's a big job, uh, yeah, well, in the center of Bath, but. Obviously, they just got it in from everywhere else. And obviously, I don't think many people from local community got the chance to work on it. So this relates to the Preston model, doesn't it? It's about yeah. giving out big contracts to big companies. I've been on jobs where I've had, I've had to travel to Manchester to do a job, and there's people in Manchester travelling down to Bristol to, to do what I do. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, cross, we're passing each other in the right way. And, you know, he's doing my job in Bristol, and I'm doing his job in Manchester. And, we need to start talking to each other. <laughs> it's not economical, is it? No, it's not just, at all. They, they make sense at all. No. But I don't, why don't we say to each other, look, you stay in Bristol, Manchester, I'll stay in Bristol, and we'll pocket that travelling expenses. We'll add that, and we put that back into the community, whereas what's happening nowadays, big developers saying, no, we'll, we'll, we'll take that profit, we'll send Aaron to Glasgow, we'll take the money that we're saving because we've got his company tied under a big contract, and uh, we'll put that in our pockets and run away with it. Yeah, and also it helps with giving out, like I said, jobs, apprenticeships. Yeah. And, uh, and if you're building locally, surely you're going to take more pride in it because it's, uh, it's your town, isn't it? It's, you know, I, I, I often the builders drive around town now saying, oh, I built that. I, that, I worked on that roof. That's one of my walls there. We, I mean, we all do it, don't we? But... I think like with the youngsters at school, I know you've got the colleges at 16 yeah. going on apprentices, etc. I think kids got to do craft work like we used to do at school, a bit of woodwork, a bit of metal work, get some sort of construction yeah. side and everything so that they 
they got a feel for it and what it is because I think it's a bit daunting for a six-year-old thinking, well, I've got to go on this building, so I've got to learn yeah, this yeah. at college and stuff like that. I think it's got to be sewn into them from 10, 11 onwards, and I think that be the that that will give yeah. make it easier to take people on board rather than take kids that are thinking, well, is this for me? Ain't it for me? You know, so get them on the path early, get them interested, let them make their choices yeah. at, at age of 16, and then they know if they want to go there and you've got the you've got the fully immersed person that have touched it, sucked it and seen and going to go on board and you've got the other ones that have tried it and think, well, that ain't for me, I'll go it. Yeah. So I think that's a great idea to get them early like we used to do. Is there anyone else who hasn't had a chance to say anything about anything that's stuck with you from the show today? In Bristol now, what we're trying to do is any big building yeah. stuff, we're trying to take local people on. Right, right. So when we built building them houses, Barrett's took some local people yeah, on yeah. and they're Every time there's a big, like over at Engrew, if that ever gets off the ground, yeah. they've got to produce, I think it's at least 20 apprenticeships from the oh, area. I mean, I think it's really great that, that, that we are um, putting pressure on developers to use local local skills and to train local local young people. But I think as well, what we've also found out tonight is we need to stop the developers taking the profit out, out of town as well. I mean, the developers, are, they're coming in, they're coming in, they're building 100 houses, 50 houses, and all the money they make from that is being taken back to wherever... <coughs> Yeah, you yeah know, we need to stop. That, that's really, yeah. really difficult because you're dealing with multi yeah. with national exactly. companies. Yeah. 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 So, but the green business part, there was there was six apprentices came out of that as well. Right. Okay. So you know that that was back then. So I we're mean, going the right way. We're we? going in the yeah. right way, yeah. but not quick enough for me. So we've still got Gabby at the back, our artist, who's been working on an illustration in response to what we've been chatting about, and that's going to get turned into a limited edition postcard in the future. I know it's a picture, so you can show us, but you might have to do a bit of describing for the, those listening in. I've got quite a lot of little doodles, so I started off with kind of local plumbing. I was shocked about the how much they are. <coughs> yeah, and then looked at... The chapel made out of the um, the car windows. Yeah. So I was like, what would that look like? And so I started thinking about that. And then kind of the, oh, what was it? The eco or the with the, I think the parts that get delivered and then making that into a house. Oh, so, the U-Build. Yeah, the U-Build, that's it. That's what I was missing. Um, and then I lastly looked at, was just listening in on the skills and how kind of, a person gets trained and where that leads to so yeah. whether that's good housing or confusion or or what and because I know there was lots of discussion around that so hopefully I'll either pick one or pick yeah develop one of these into a postcard yeah. brilliant could you do them all in postcards and then we can pick which one we want <laughs> I could do yeah some good I've been looking yeah. at that some, <laughs> some good doodles there. <laughs> yeah. they will be available as a set of limited edition postcards yeah, that'd be great. eventually yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a wrap. Um, so we'd like to say goodbye from our guests. Say goodbye, Aaron. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Cheers. Thanks for having us there. Goodbye, Jordan. Bye. It's goodbye from us. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do actually. We do actually have to leave. We can't stay here forever. Um, so, yeah, goodbye. And it's goodbye from our audience. Do you want to say goodbye, audience? Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you very much.